You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, we got to catch up on uh, big things. We got uh, The Lion King and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Uh, both extremely long movies for one reason or another. Right. One... Uh, because it's really long, and the other because you have to sit through the whole thing. Right. Or both. Both of them, maybe, <laughs> right. like yeah. that. I don't know. Here's your hand. Anyway, uh, I I actually had uh, like a little bit of news stuff that I was going to do, but it, you know, it's not that important. It's actually uh, it's TV time again. I was just going to say it must be and TV so, stuff. And uh, so, yeah, like this week, nothing really huge comes out. Uh, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. the next week, you know, there's not much right uh and that's because as we've said for years the movies just kind of let tv have uh going into the fall to a certain extent so um but there was some cool tv stuff and in the coming weeks uh i'm probably going to do some uh i guess like i did this last year a little bit like just little rundowns of some of the cooler things that are coming this fall uh, but for now, we got two movies to get to, so I figure we yeah, might as we might we'll, as well just try that. We'll see. How- um, although, on the one hand, <laughs> on the one hand, I feel like we could talk about these movies, both of them, even right for like hours and hours. Right. Um, but if we had to do the show in like twenty minutes, we could do it. I feel like I could it, do that. I was too. just going to say this is. One, I mean, I think we could do that with a lot of films. Not everyone. Every once in a while, we'll get one where I'm like, man, we got a lot to go through. Right. But. Absolutely. I when we do when I left the house and my girlfriend asked what we were doing, I'm like, well, "We're catching up. We're doing these couple films." And and she's like, "Well, that's not the hardest podcast you guys have done because she's seen us around Oscar time where we're like, let's do four or five, right? And right. we do like a quick bing bang boom through each of them. You know, I feel like we could do that with these, and I don't feel like, I don't think we'd be robbing anything. No, like I I think. We're not going to have to force ourselves to talk about it, but I genuinely think we could do a cliff note version on this and be like, "Hey, man, fire alarm's going on. Right, we got to go." That's good enough. So, yeah. uh, so okay, the Lion King. Uh, we might as well get into that. Yeah. Although I, I do want to say because somebody threw this out on Twitter last night, and uh, I don't know who it is, it, okay, but uh, but it just was this hilarious thing. Um, <coughs> somebody went through a bunch of Quentin Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. right? And it was, and I don't even remember the whole thing, but I think it's awesome. And uh, if you're listening, you should like look this up and find all the things because it's just too funny. Um, but it was like Reservoir Dogs came out the same year as Aladdin. Oh boy! And interesting. Something okay. something came out the same year as Lion King, mm-hmm. and something came out the same year as Men in Black. That's really interesting. And uh, there's another one, too, I think. Uh, there was another one I can't remember. Another movie that uh, just came out or is just about to come out. And then this Quentin Tarantino movie mm-hmm. comes out the same year as all those movies right. came out again that's, this year. That's messed up. <laughs> so it was really weird. It was... Uh, and, you know, Aladdin and The Lion King are both still in theaters, depending on where you are. Yeah, and, definitely. And now also with another Quentin Tarantino movie right. that that's he really had other movies. I don't know. It was weird. It's anyway. The, it's the Illuminati. It's just a crazy yeah. movie trivia thing. Anyway, uh, so The Lion King. So live action, uh, crazy version of this. And it's... Uh, John Favreau. It's John Favreau. Who did... Uh, Iron the, Man. I'm, no, I'm, oh, the I'm Jungle Book. Yeah, the Jungle Book. I'm like, <coughs> I'm me, like I'm there's like, a know, big Favreau monkey. did a bunch of... <laughs> that could technically be also Iron uh, Man. Which, so, you know, yeah. that uh, pretty clearly leads into this because it's very similar... It feels uh, like it was CGI, footage, all animal you know, things and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. I thought yeah, I remember. If I, strangely, as a digression, I think yeah. I remember you liking the Jungle Book. You guys seen it and no. you coming back. Really? No, I didn't like the Jungle Book. <laughs> Somebody, I, uh, I'm sorry. Then I, I remember someone I was talking to about films, and there's a small handful that really talk about movies. And I was pretty sure it was you. One of my friends 
said, you know what? We saw it. It's actually pretty good. So yeah, no. not you. Okay. Well, no, I, I did not love the, the uh, Jungle Book. But here's the thing. This week, I feel it. like this week has a theme. All right. Uh, with these two movies, Let's right? Let's hear it. Uh, this week's theme of these two movies is people trying to make things that are not movies, oh, movies. Yeah. And then saying, see, that's a my, movie. Look at my movie. And this one is, uh, you know, John Favreau prints out a big still image mm-hmm. of some of the test footage of the CGI he's doing yeah. and overimposing it on the landscape and goes, see, that's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like that shot right there, that's mm-hmm. a movie. That picture is a movie. Uh, and he's mistaken. But uh, <laughs> spoiler alert for right. Mark's review. Uh No. I feel like, yeah, I'll just uh, throw out my rating, actually. Now, this one, really, like, I say this all the time, um, where on the one hand, I feel like it's this, and on the other hand, I feel like it's this. Mm -hmm. And this movie, I feel like I have a little bit more legitimate theory of that, right? Because um, my, like, very personal rating, Mm -hmm. right, is I give this, like, a one. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I just don't need it. I think it's right. a stupid waste of time. Right. But I guess in some trying to be really, really objective sense and, you know, is are things well done? Ignore the original animated and whether or not we need this sequel or whatever. Right. Then I give it like a three and a half. I still didn't. I still didn't. So you're like at one it. and three and a half. What are you at the middle two? I still didn't like it. Right. Yeah. But in my own personal, just for me view, right? I feel like just making this movie is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no point to making it at all, except that uh, we can make a bunch of money and all of the Lion King crap we're selling at the Magic Kingdom. You know, gets right. new gets a little new post. life or something like things, that. Yeah. But other than that, I just uh, it's like personally, you know, I like the original Lion King, and now you're just right. making a goofy thing out of it. So, but but I recognize that that is, <laughs> yeah, you know, compl- it's not because like the movie's really stupid and it thinks I'm stupid and I hate this and this and this about it. Yeah. And, and then like the more objective uh, version, the thing that I, that really did bug me in a kind of objective way is that uh, it, it, there was like 90% of it is just shot for shot recreation, Yeah, which that's just, I, I think dumb. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're going to do. So like when they did beauty and the beast, right? Right. There was at least a point, like whether you like it or not, it there was a point to doing it that way. There was addition to the story. Mm-hmm. There was addition to yeah. like some of the characters. There was filler here and there. We did and things a little differently. Yeah. We kind of like, you know, adulted it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But there was stuff happening where there was a point to doing it. It wasn't just right. shot for shot, let's recreate the movie right. with people i mean it was and so like this movie 90 percent of it was just reshooting it and the the parts that were different were awful (laughs) like i I hated everything that was different and we had to throw in these long like nonsensical shots that we're seeing because we weren't going to have dance numbers right mm-hmm. we had to take out all right. the dancing <laughs> cartoons and, and then replace it with something what are we going to do right and they replaced it with goofiness and it yeah. w- and anyway so so wait i i, I, I mean, don't you're at one but you're also at two or three like three, I, so it's where like, are you what do you think no so it's like my so you're my, like at two my and a half. real rating is like three and a half three, but okay. i just I also it, have right. this <laughs> yeah, my no, own it. personal it's worse than that yeah theory but uh but even like trying to be objective uh it was kind of boring Ultimately, it was weird because it took The Lion King, which I think whether you liked it or didn't like it, nobody thought was boring and somehow made it boring. Right. Right. And uh, we had to watch a bunch of goofy parts. You don't really get the songs, which is like a key. It's like, you know, it's a musical and now you made it not a musical. Sure. And I don't know. That's ridiculous. At one point, you know, like Scar really looked like a dude with a Lion King 
hat on. I mean, it was uh-huh. it was, it was like uh-huh. a. I know. <laughs> I don't know. There were parts where it was. I'm like, man, you got a lot of money. You could make it look better <laughs> than that, right? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I just I didn't like it. it it's so that's a, my rating. It's a it's a weird phase to be in to see them redoing so many of these to see the ads for Mulan. Yeah, Nowina yeah. Aladdin was just right. out. All of all of these weird like live action or seemingly looking live action Disney films. Right, which this one, uh, that's the other thing, is this one's not even actually live action. It it certainly looks it. There are spots where you see a real lion, or like you see a real animal or whatever, but it's just different animated. It's not non-animated. It's almost almost the kind of animated that I can't wait for and that scares the hell out of me. Because there were times where I'm clearly like, well, I know this is heavy CGI, and I know like... The vast majority of it is, but okay. But it but it looked good. But it looked it looked amazingly good. Like I'll yeah, give yeah. one of the things about the film is, uh, and we just saw it regular. I think it's in three D. Yeah, I think that yeah, it's definitely playing in three D. This would probably be beautiful because I thought it was visually like amazing almost throughout. Even when I was disengaged and I was right. bored and I was disinterested, or when I was kind of dialed into it and having fun, I thought it was just like always looking at it, and being like, man, this is freaking amazing looking. And like I said, kind of frightening because I can't wait for that divide where everything we can do in your imagination is just like, sure, it's there. Right. We don't even need a scene anymore. We don't right. need actors. We'll just do this. All that aside, that can't save the movie from being just kind of like flat and it's never bored with itself. It just feels uninspired and I don't get it because I like John Favreau a lot. I like him as a director. I think he can do really engaging and interesting things with stories that on paper, it just sounds so boring to me. I think that part of this is just an incredible disinterest. The Lion King, the Lion King isn't like anything close to my favorite animated film, but I do remember it. Right. And I do remember how great it was. And I remember <clears throat> how easy it is. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of like stunningly original stuff in these films, but I just remember the feeling of it was being kind of engaging. And this, I never really felt dialed in or engaged except a couple toss away moments but it was always too late and too far away yeah so for me coming in with a bit of a bias i i watched it not not keeping it beholden to the animated film but kind of watching it the way you described and being like i don't really know if this is necessary but i also i think that's a bit tricky because there's a lot of films i like that absolutely are not necessary right but just in this I think because it has the baggage of making a gazillion dollars originally, and now what's the point of remaking this except to show that we can make grass in the savannah move a certain way? Right. I just, I felt like underwhelmed, and I felt like it came in below average. So I, I was at like four and a half. You know, I'm not, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more warm on it than you, but only barely. And for all the reasons that, I think I could articulate, which make it seem like I should probably be down near you at three. You know, it, it's an hour and 50 something minutes. Probably 10 of that or 12 of that is credits. But man, this feels as long as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it, it was the it's longest, so long. like hour and 45 minutes. And, and I don't know why it needs to feel that way, because though the story it's telling is important to itself like it doesn't need all the bogged down elements that it has no and it's got i i think that uh a lot of what i most disliked about the movie is like i said this is a movie made by someone who thinks that a really pretty picture is a movie movie. there's a lot of stuff that happens and you know some of it like uh we have to watch that tuft of hair go through, like yeah. the life cycle of the yeah. tuft of hair of Simba as it floats and gets right. eaten by a giraffe and everything. Yeah. You watch that so yeah. long that it's like we only made this because mm-hmm. look how good we can make this part look. Mm-hmm. And look how it's it's like moving on the wind. And it's like it's like it was made to not actually be in a movie. Yeah. But to be something you show to a class of animators or, you know, whatever. It's so weird. It's it's the kind of thing that looks like 
a movie that, like I said, that you show to a class where it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're showing a lot of different things we can do right. in, in one right. movie. It's a demo reel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's and, not narratively important. And there's so much of the entire movie that does that, yeah. I think, even, yeah. even when it's not this weird thing. But when that happens, it is a... It's a really weird moment in the film. Yeah. Because it just keeps going. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, I mean, I I know where this is going and what's going to happen, right? <laughs> right? But like how long is this going to go right, on? But why are we going and this it's, way? It's really, it's odd to even talk about because no matter how much you say it, it's like people hearing you are not going to think it's as long as it is. It's no, longer than we're talking about it. No even matter, still. no matter how yeah. long you yeah. try to express how long it is. Right. And it's just such a weird moment for the film to go. It's practically like an intermission thing. Like you could just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's that, that long. It's just like a thing that's yeah, running I, I know while you, you don't have to pay attention for a while or something like you love these movie moments too. I, I you love know. the moment in Forrest Gump where the feathers just, Moving around in the air. I, and I don't like no, anything about Forrest Gump. I know. Uh, no, that's a that's a really weird decision too, because it's it's designed to do a certain thing right. that's kind of a trope in those worlds. But really, why is it that long? Yeah, I don't know. And it, but it, the interesting thing is that like the movie lets you know where it's going right at the beginning. Yeah, because at the beginning you have all these parts where the animals are recreating mm-hmm. like the exact completely bonkers opening of like the opening of the original movie is just goofy anyway. Right. right? (laughs) And now we're going to redo that. Like if you're going to change anything, yeah, maybe change the fact that the animals are goofy and bowing and, you know, doing like weird things. Like, I don't know. And I, you know, I didn't love a lot of the voice choices yeah not because i don't like those people or know who they are or knew who they are at the time like Mm -hmm. i recognize their voice and i don't like that person's voice or whatever right but they just were it just seemed like it could have been anybody i mean you know like in the original lion king we had like great voice choices and they did and they did awesome and it was uh people who really like i don't know just kind of went for it in what was going on. Like the voice yeah. acting in The Lion King is really good, I think. I agree. Um, and in this one, it just seemed like, I don't know, people like showed up and said their lines and like whatever. Aside was, from, yeah, I'll, I'll defend only one, which is easy because James Earl Jones is still the man. Oh, well, sure. I mean, yeah, as yeah. Mufasa getting him. But I mean, you know, everybody else from Donald Glover to Beyonce to Seth Rogen to, God, I feel like there's 600 people in there that, are names, right. you know, and that's why they're there. And you're right. There isn't a moment there where I'm like, as much as I like Glover and his work, I'm not like, man, he's Simba. Right, right. And Beyonce is, you know, she's she's trying. Right. That's, that's fine. And it doesn't require an awful lot from her except to just read a line. But sometimes the lines that she's got, you got it. There's just got to be a oomph to it. It, you know. I'll never sit by and let anyone badmouth James Earl Jones. But again, his role is almost, it's almost worth checking out. I haven't seen the animated film forever. I wonder if he just had to do the same lines. Right. You know, just, I mean, what a great payday. He just might, show up and be like, this sounds He might familiar. not even have had to do anything. I was just going to say, they, they could have taken the, the audio, audio, right? Because it's the same studio. You never know. Everybody else, you know, I there's a whole shift in the film when Simba leaves and he meets up with all his new family, and then you recognize all the voices because, you know, it's Seth Rogen and all these other characters, you know, the comedic actors. It, and it never shifted into a gear for me, even with them doing the roles they're in. I'm just kind of used to hearing Seth's voice, whether it's Sausage Party or whatever, right, you know, right. whatever it is anymore. Maybe it's an oversaturation, but I agree. There was there was nothing detrimental. I didn't take stars away because of certain voice actors, but I definitely didn't. Get no, it yeah, anything. yeah. Nobody was like nothing horrible was really amazing. or did anything wrong. Really, yeah. it's just that they weren't. You know, they they didn't like make the characters memorable. Like it yeah. was, uh, we just picked these people because their names, right? It seemed like. It I seemed mean, like. maybe that's not maybe, true. And maybe but. not. But it definitely did. It seemed like that. And <sighs> it, I guess my argument is if it didn't 
if it wasn't supposed to be that way and it seemed like that, it never overcame it. Right. Like that's really how it seemed. Right. So. Um, and other than that, I mean, I guess we could just like bash this movie forever. But other than that, it, it just the main thing about this movie, especially, you know, you're you're redoing The Lion King, which was just huge. Yeah. Right. It was massive. Right. It went to Broadway. And yeah. It right. was uh, turned into like a giant thing. Right. It was this awesome thing. I feel like you got to have more in mind when in the you know back of your head in the creative process then mm-hmm. we could do that again I mean, yeah right it's just you gotta right. have like some reason to do it other like i think there are a lot of these movies you know it's so weird because um you know i really liked beauty and the beast you didn't i haven't seen it again but i'm tapping but, on it yeah but whether you really liked it or not you know, like we said already, at least it was trying to uh, support the idea that there was a reason to do it other than we're just going to make a live action version of everything we ever made. Right. Right. And some of them are okay. I still feel like for me, Beauty and the Beast is the best one they've done yet because everything else either I really kind of don't like it Or this is as good as it gets, that it's just like a shot-for-shot redo of it, and I just don't need that. Like, there's there's no movie that you can make a live-action version of just by shooting the scenes again that I'm ever going to like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It doesn't matter what else happens. And that always brings up, you know, just to have the discussion about it, too, because I'm with you. I didn't penalize the film wholly because it was unnecessary and it didn't improve upon the original, but I'm watching it and I'm going... I get it. You know, if you have a kid, you want them to see something. I still think animation beats almost anything. And if it's great, like The Lion King originally is and was, then you just throw that in. I don't care if it's 25 or 35 years old. Who cares? Because if your argument is, well, it's bright and shiny and it looks better. Right. Then you should never let your kids watch The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) And when they finally remake that, I'm going to burn the world down because there's no reason (laughs) to do these things. I don't care how feathers look on the backs of flying monkeys that are digitally enhanced. Like, stop. Yeah, it's really, like, at this point, it's really like The Wizard of Oz just doesn't have anybody who's going to make enough money off of remaking it, right? Right. But Disney can remake everything 10 different times. Yeah, and it's so weird because I know there are certain films that are always, in my mind, untouchable, but I'm going to live long enough to see them do it. Right. And it's not going to be one of these, well, we'll hide it. We'll call it another return to Oz, (laughs) you know, no, you know, I know what you're doing. Some of these things are just fine. And I really think though my memory is old on this because I haven't seen the Lion King. I mean, you got kids, maybe you have more recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the Lion King in two decades. Oh, I've seen it. At least I've seen it a lot. And, and in my mind though, I remember it being great. It held up. You know, the musical numbers. I And like you started to say earlier, you say Lion King. Somebody's got to say Hakuna Matata back to you. Right. They may even start singing it right. and dancing to it. If you don't if you don't have that background and you've only seen this and I say that to you, I don't know what you say back you, to you me. You don't have a right. Because it didn't seem like it was there for any other real purpose except inclusion of nostalgia like yeah. it really was like the moment in the in the original film and in this it's just like well you know we got to do this right so where do we put it this is on the list we're gonna do it so we have to do it all right uh so so anyway <laughs> i suppose lion king fans are still gonna like it that's the the weird thing for me they, is that yeah the weird thing for me is that if they're like the crazy diehard Lion King fans, I'm not absolutely sure where this falls. Like, I was just going to say that. I wonder as if long as devoted. it's anything, do you still love it? Like, as long as long yeah. as it's anything Lion King, do you still love it? There were people we saw it with who were happy. Yeah, and I I don't like those people. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they're coming from at it either. I don't know if you know if you were if you were just old enough to not want to go see it when it originally came out and now you have kids right and your impression of the film is tattooed upon their experience and their joyous like excitement then you're gonna love this film i i gotta say though just for uh, (laughs) especially since we go there with like the kids this is what i'm asking yeah like my eight-year-old hated it yeah i did you get anything about why or was Uh, it just she just uh she just didn't 
and she's she seen the original. Mention, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She and you know she likes the That's original. It's kid. not like one of her favorites either because she is just you know she's new. Yeah. Right. So right. she's like more in tune with newer things. And we haven't yeah. we haven't watched it over and over again, but she didn't like it. At yeah, all. She, and and you know, f- I think as far as getting into it, I think she thought that it was largely boring. Like it's yeah, yeah. I'll give it this: it it doesn't seem to fabricate something or pander to something. It it definitely does move at a dedicated pace, telling its story without using the sweeping mosaic, you know of you know any of the language whether it's the visual or the auditory it didn't seem to like do anything except just like look at how pretty i am yeah you know even when it was sort of stark and uh even the time where it's supposed to really hit you that they build up when simba comes back and sees the the area that he rules right and how different it looked you know and i just kept waiting for i think the thing that was weird for me about the movie too and then uh we got to move on yeah uh, to the other one the thing that was weird to me is that when some of the parts of the movie, when it's real, uh-huh. it makes the story, I thought, weirder. And like yeah. that's a good example of it. Yeah. When he goes back right. and everything is, you know, barren. completely barren yeah. and destroyed, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we have to take it back over so that we can like heal this or whatever <laughs> when it's real i like looked at it and i went well that's 50 years from now yeah dude. you're that's you're not, never gonna, you're never gonna see grass again like, that's, that's, that's done that's, yeah that's not happening and then glad you the end of the movie like. they go oh look everything's back and i'm like right. wait a minute that's the power <laughs> like, of love man yeah. when it's a cartoon you're like fine okay you know right and, but when they try to make it live action there are a lot of things like yeah. that in the Photosynthesis movie synthesis doesn't work like that where guys. it like stuck yeah. out and i was like Hmm, uh-huh. that's a little different now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a movie that opens and closes with a bunch of animals from all kinds of different, you know, versions, and they're all like bowing because there's a new, you know, cub. I, all right, whatever. <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I mean, the animals talk, Mark. Come on. <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know what you want. There's the Alakazam Disney magic. They making grass grow. I want so. reality. I yeah. did like, I, I did still like uh, Rafiki. I, I still thought Rafiki was pretty good, even though obviously not in yeah. it that much. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. That part was okay. I don't mind that. I thought, and here's the weird thing with the whole shot by shot thing before uh, we move on. At the end of the movie, right, mm-hmm. when Scar falls off the cliff Spoiler. and we like, and yeah, <laughs> and we like, <laughs> way to go. We like back up and see uh-huh. like the shadows dancing and stuff. Yeah. And that scene, you got like, I don't know, like uh, 20 seconds on either side of like yep. the shadows and the fire. Yeah. That scene is exactly the same. Yeah. It, it, like every second, every piece of the puzzle, you could, you know, yeah. if you sh- showed those side by side, they're exactly the same. And it's weird. Yeah. Like it's it just looks it's really weird strange, that yeah, it's how that close. exactly yeah. the same, and now you have to do it with your CGI magic versus yeah. what we were, right. what was just animated, whatever. I don't know. It was. Yeah. That just makes it weird. All right. I, I don't know that I would tell it. I mean, I guess if you got kids, you're gonna see it no matter what we say. But I also think you know, I think that's skippable. That might be red box. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, it's very... it's, it, there's just nothing in entirely engaging about it and i'm not again the last thing i'll say on it is i'm not surprised that a remake live action looking you know of the lion king is a bit disappointing i'm not i'm not blown away by that i'm a little surprised that john favreau did it and yeah. it was not that impactful yeah. like that's the only thing because i feel like his you, other one right i didn't love it right right but it, it had it didn't at feel least like this. at least a fair amount of you know, we're kind of doing stuff yeah, okay. to add to it, yeah. whatever, where things are a little different. It, it it at least had, you know, like I said, whether you like it or don't, yeah. it at least had some built-in excuse for making it. Like yeah, it was right. it was actually right. trying to say... I wonder how it many... It wasn't just being like exactly the Jungle Book animated right. movie scene by scene recreating it. I mean, it anyway. Though I, though I enjoyed... The books, I kind of wish, and I wish they had made them well, and I know they're doing a new version of it. This is a weird segue, but I kind of wish the golden compass on these films 
where they make it and they think they got a franchise and the film just flops right. and they stop. Right. You know, I kind of wonder yeah, how many of these live action got like five I know, they've going got, they right got Aladdin, now. Mulan, they, The Little Mermaid, this, that's four. I mean, I kind of wonder when the wheels have to the, fall off. I think there's off. another one. There is another one. I'm blanking on it. Farther away, but yeah. I, I kind of wonder how everywhere. many have to do bad. And I guess this didn't do that bad, you know? Well, yeah. Because kids are going to go. I but think, I wonder how many have to fail for them to just stop. Yeah, now we're totally babbling, right? But, right? I, but I think that it doesn't really even matter if the movies don't do good. And it doesn't matter right. if people don't like them. Uh, like the last time I was at Disney World was just before the Beauty and the Beast remake was yeah, coming out. Was just, and just about to open yeah. was, you know, Belle's new right. enchanted whatever, you know? <laughs> like, Belle's super light. Because they're, uh, <laughs> and they already have a bunch of, uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast stuff going, but they were opening yeah. like the brand new something else. Sure. That's Beauty's whatever. And they got like the new Little Mermaid whatever. And, yeah. and they got all these new parts of the thing. Yeah. At some point, if you don't remake things, maybe people don't care guess, about going to that as I much. Guess. And so now we have to have it fresh in their mind. Well, I remember I all know. the old, I mean, this is the last babble, but I remember all the old tricks Disney had, which was, you know, it, the Little Mermaid is only available for another 10 days and I it's know, back in the vault. And people would rush, you know, to oh buy them God, and they're like, yeah. release this Christmas with extra bonus digital commentary right then it's back in the vault like now the digital rules nothing's in the vault anymore <laughs> so what do they got to do well let's just remake well, it we have to remake you want to impress me do it like a repertory theater every film that comes out the little mermaid mulan it's got to have the same cast oh like yeah. let's just do that and then see where it, no that's stupid don't do that <laughs> don't do that but anyway so all right yeah, that uh, was that okay. was just a once upon a time in hollywood so um this, uh, you know, th what's weird about this movie is that uh, before you even talk about the movie mm -hmm. is that this is weirdly for me, maybe it's just me, but the Quentin Tarantino movie that I saw tons of stuff forever way before it came out like that. Yeah. There's all sorts of clips. There's all sorts of trailers. There yeah. were ads all over the place. Even like some of his bigger, more recent movies. I did not feel like I got inundated with stuff. Yeah. They kind of just were like, look, it's Tarantino and you're going to like that's it. it. You're going to go maybe, see it. Right. And this one was like Brad Pitt was everywhere and DiCaprio's everywhere. And it was like, I don't know, little clips. And I don't know, people got on this whole Margot Robbie, you mm -hmm. know, bandwagon of bashing the movie. And maybe that meant that they wanted to promote it more because they were getting like this certain backlash. But I just, I, it was noticeable that, yeah. you know, even his last, uh, the hateful eight, um, I mean, that didn't, I didn't, wasn't hearing about it all the time no. and it wasn't like I remember huge, very little of, yeah. Like we, you knew everything that was going on because you saw it from hateful eight different clips to glorious bastards. I remember seeing just the same, like three things over and over again. And realized maybe the reason in the hateful eight is because they swear in every scene, well, every yeah. other word, maybe that was it. <laughs> but even in glorious bastards, they didn't, show a bunch of stuff from so yeah. so uh anyway so the movie as i'm sure everybody knows uh has to do with uh leonardo DiCaprio is uh it's like the it's like we're getting to the 60s uh or we're just in or i mean the we're 70s, 70s yeah. we're just we're getting the to 60s. the 70s yeah um, and Leonardo DiCaprio had a really popular TV show, yeah. but like in the fifties and like right. the mid to, to the end of the fifties was on for like a while. Apparently he yeah. was like a big star. Uh, he wanted to make movies. So he did some movies. Now he is, now we're getting towards the seventies and he is having trouble finding work that he is okay with. Right. Right. He, um, and Brad Pitt is his stuntman who is his stuntman for like a long time, was his stuntman on that show. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and he has just kind of carried him through wherever he goes, and they're just like best friends. Like he just right. brings his own stuntman or tries yeah. to or whatever. Yeah. And they're just, you know, best friends. And then basically it's like clarity ensues, right? right. Uh, right. Whatever it is that happens. And uh, at, somehow... Uh, 
and it's funny the extent to which you get this in the trailers, right? But yeah. somehow uh, Charles Manson is involved. Right. <laughs> there, right. Like it's at some point there is some connection there. And Margot Robbie plays um, Sharon Tate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we get to see like the release of her biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, right. That happens. Anyway. Uh, and so it's just like kind of that time period and the whole thing. And this, so this one, before I even give my rating, right? This one is, uh, The Lion King is, can a picture be a movie? Right. Right. This one is, um, if we are trapped at a Hollywood party and Quentin Tarantino corners us and starts talking about how much he loves the 70s and somebody mentions Charles Manson and then he talks at us for three and a half hours. Right. Is that a movie? Right. Can that be a movie? And uh, again, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, anyway, so I give this one a uh, two. Yeah, I figured you'd be that And long. the only reason I give this movie a two uh, is, well, not the absolutely only reason, but most of the reason is because I really liked Brad Pitt all the time. Yeah. In this movie. Uh, but the movie is not about anything. There's no payoff at the end mm -hmm. where I was so expecting that at the end, um, I was going to, it was somehow going to come together. Actually, at one point, I thought this was going to go like from dusk till dawn or something. Right. And yeah, all of a sudden, really it was going to be a completely different <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. And something was going to happen. But at the end, but you watch all these little bits, right? You you watch Sharon Tate for a fair amount of time mm -hmm. uh, in the movie. You watch uh, him and you see kind of parts of, you know, parts of his career from before. We get to see scenes of this outlaw bounty, whatever the show is. Yeah. Um, you get to see bounty actual yeah. parts of that. You get, um, you know, Brad Pitt going off on his own thing mm -hmm. and you get like the uh you know i don't know like the the charles manson like compound but he happens to never be there or whatever right but brad pitt like goes there and 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 then i'm like okay at the end it's gonna be like you know i love actually it's all gonna right. come together or something right. like all these stories right. like will converge or yeah. something and then at the end it's like no <laughs> I've just was watching this for no, it turns out yeah. I just was watching this for no reason. Yeah. Um, and the, the weirdest thing for me, because I've said this to many people already and, uh, it's such a weird thing to say about a Tarantino movie, but this is probably the most boring film that I've ever seen. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even that it's of Tarantino or bad. Just of all no of all of all. Yeah. It's not even like badness mm -hmm. that gives the bad rating here. Right. Right. I don't think any of the actors are doing anything wrong. Right. Except uh, I do have to throw out, and then we'll let you get your rating. Yeah. But I do have to throw out that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio does not smoke and cannot convince anyone that he is he, a person who smokes. Right. He is the world's worst, I swear to God, yeah. person to act like they're smoking. Yeah. He he acts like he smokes like it's like burning his hand. Like he, right. like he can't stand <laughs> to have it in his hand yeah. ever. Someone told him what smokers do and, and he's like, 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 like this? Like yeah. he's never seen anyone try to himself. He's <laughs> right. like, I, yeah, no, I understand. And, and he smokes when he has to actually smoke and inhale. Yeah, like it's acid or something, right? It's yeah. like it's like it has to go in and out of your mouth as fast as possible right. or whatever. Right. I don't know. It, right. It's distracting how bad he is at pretending he smokes. But um, but nobody was really doing anything wrong, right? I thought yeah. all of the actors were pretty good. With the possible exception of like some of the kids at the ranch thing, um, were not great. But some of them, I thought, I were, thought okay. were. Yeah. Some of them, I thought really were. Uh, um, but of the you know big people, I thought people were good. I thought DiCaprio was fine, and I don't really love him in general. Yeah, I know. But I thought you know he's 
yeah. fine. I didn't think he was great. Right. Like people have already said that he's like really fantastic in this, and I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but everyone else I thought was really good, and I thought Margot Robbie was great. Um, yeah. But like nothing happens. It's literally <laughs> like there is no reason yeah. that I'm watching this. Yeah. Nothing is actually a story. It is just like Quentin Tarantino, like reminiscing as he talks about some shit that happened in Hollywood when you're like at a party. Yeah. Like he's just babbling about movies in the 60s and this one guy and some shit that happened. And Brad Pitt stands on a roof fixing a TV antenna for like 20 <laughs> minutes. And like, it's like. It's odd. Oh, and, you're so and, uh, and the dog. I love the dog. The dog yeah. was crazy. Yeah. And the part at the end with the dog was awesome scene. Right. Right. Uh, everything else about that scene I thought was really stupid. Yeah. Uh, all of the – when they're actually in there, they get to the point where, like, shit's really going yeah. down. Yeah. Brad Pitt and the dog were awesome yeah. and were fun to watch. Yeah. The rest of it was really goofy. Um I, I well before so, I get right, too far that's, into, that's before all. I get too far into that, it yeah I'm not going to keep I going will, I will simply say at the end um which I I think maybe we'll spoil maybe we won't I don't know but I'm not going to do it just yet yeah, we to can give spoil, to give everybody yeah, I know because you hated the film all the real violence, the hyper violence, you know, way over the top. And it's just really there to just make Quentin cackle in his director's chair right. and be like, awesome, oh, you know, get up and be like so super excited. When the flamethrower appears, like I love it. Like I think that's great. Like so, just the, not the not the actual the reason for it, but if you know if you know Leo's character, you know, and, and the whole he, thing that's going and he on, and yeah. the whole thing that brings it up. And he's in. He's scared. He's confused. He's really confused because he's just listening to headphones, and <laughs> right. he's just like suddenly shit is really everywhere. And for him to think, what do I do? Where do I? I know. And he comes back out with something that is kind of disposable, but you get the sense of it because it's in the trailer. And then he just lights up the world around him, and I'm right. like, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, like in a very so, very funny way. So I'll tell you, I did like the flamethrowerness, okay. right? All right. But I feel like it got ruined for me by being over Quentin Tarantino with the girl. Sure. I know. I know what you mean. Like, and that just was, like, too much. Everything about her is a strange thing before I get into, like, my little portion of this. All I could think of is in Kill Bill when Elle, who was played by Daryl Hannah, fights Uma. And she gets her eye plucked out yeah. and she's screaming. It was the same sound. Right. Like, I don't know if they, it's like the Wilhelm scream, which is in every film, which actually starts this movie off, which is really funny. Um, but I don't know if it was the same thing. But once again, some woman who's dangerous and kind of screaming in this weird way, all I could think of was like, man, you did that. Like, it sounds right. exactly the same to me. Okay, look. <laughs> yeah. I saw the same movie you did. Uh, I don't know about that. No, I did. <laughs> and the thing is, is I'm I'm bothered by a bunch of stuff. For me, this is easily the worst Quentin Tarantino film. And, you know, his big thing is he's done nine. He's going to do ten. I think that's a load of crap. I think he'll do more than ten. But but it may take a while. But I think if you if you look at the films, at least for me, the ones that I've loved are extraordinary for certain reasons. The ones that I haven't liked very much are, you know... To those still reasons, but they were just mishandled in some way. I agree. There are great periods of boredom in this film. And there are a lot of things but in the film. But they were awesome. No, the boring, <laughs> the boring stuff is, it's it's kind of like what you said, too. Like, I I had thought of something that I thought was so super clever, and I couldn't wait to throw it on you for the, for the show. And then now that I had, you know, really thought about what I was going to say and what I thought, then I was like, well, I'm curious about the reviews. I'll go look. And somebody already said it. So I'm like, okay, I wasn't that original. I was going to say that what this film felt like to me was his version of Roma, that it was basically like his love letter to a memory that he's got of Hollywood and movies in a time frame that I just don't care about. Right. And in the same way that everyone seemed to fawn over Roma, and I'm a little surprised at the height of the reviews this is getting. This is still 85 on Metacritic. Yeah. Lion King, for whatever it's worth, was about 55, so we were... We were kind of close to that. People seem to love this for all the same reasons they love Roma, which is if you were aware of filmmaking then or you're in 
and kind of engaged with how he remembers this time period, it's like a love letter to a memory that like I can't share. Right. To me, that sounds an awful like an awful lot like you describing a dream that scared you last night, and I don't care. <laughs> like I get that it made you scary and it woke up and you're afraid of molasses stairs or something. Right. But that is not really exciting to me. And now you just wasted my time. There are parts of this film which he's really interested in driving down these roads that are meticulously kind of rejuvenated to be an old memory. And I, I right. get it. And maybe people actually know somebody that lives and works in LA and he's in love with this film. He's like, it, that's how it looked. And I went, that's great. That doesn't yeah, make it a so good what? movie. Right. Like that's not a movie. That's uh I'm at, I'm at six documentary, which is maybe. really weird. Cause there are oh, a lot of big things. Like there are a lot of things for a Tarantino <laughs> film where I expect most of them. Cause I'm a big Tarantino fan and I expect most of them to be nines and tens. Right. Six for me is a pretty heavy swipe. There are things about the film that I really love. And you, you know, it's, that's, this is what happens sometimes when either of us go first. I loved everything Brad Pitt did. Yeah. Every single scene that he's in solo, with the Manson family, with Leo, with the dog. It doesn't matter what he's doing. It's amazing. It's amazingly fun because I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. And I think you're kind of warm on it. You're like, you don't care. Yeah, he's I okay. Don't, I don't love him, but I've he's okay. I've always really liked him. And when he, he, for me, is a guy where when he is really good, I think he's really good. Right. But there are a lot of movies that he's in that I think he's you know, he's, he's really just coasting, not, right? he's just like, really coasting. Yeah. And the thing is that usually, you know, no one cares. They say he's good anyway. Right. And I'm like, no, but he's not. I think sometimes he's just <laughs> being Brad Pitt. Right. He's just in a cowboy hat. Right, you know, right. I get that. But in this, and I don't know that he's not just Brad Pitt here too, which is not to take away. But well, if he's just Brad thing, Pitt here, then Brad Pitt's like really a badass. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so much fun just watching him drive, having the most innocent and then like innuendo laden conversation with somebody, whether he's sitting around and not doing a thing. Like the Bruce Lee scene is absolutely, no, near absolutely irrelevant. Like right, it's just right. in there to be fun and to just tell a Hollywood story because that's what Hollywood people do. Right. In some small way, this is a perfect Hollywood movie because if you're around a bunch of people in Hollywood that maybe lived in this time, all they do is tell stories. Right. Like remember that time we were around Bruce Lee and he got thrown into this thing? And <laughs> I get it. And then you try to stitch this narrative. But even in the scenes that are kind of removable like that, I couldn't take my eyes off him because what he's doing is even in the background sitting on like a truck – He's the center of the scene, even though the guy doing right. Bruce Lee is kind of having like a fun moment when he's on the roof, you know, just taking in the sun. I get it. It goes on too long. I love it. I'm still having a blast with it. Okay. The flip side, it it's terribly uninitiated and it really is at its worst when it's kind of in love with itself and it doesn't realize there's a narrative. Which is like all put. the time. And there's a lot of it. That he is absolutely in love with itself. There's there's weird things going on with, um, you know, with Leo, who I actually do like very much as a character. Uh, excuse me, as an actor, as a character here, I found the scenes of him having difficulty on set were not that engaging, not that interesting. All the stuff that happened to him when he wasn't on set was actually really interesting to me. Yeah, I thought so. I thought his his grappling I with the anxiety of, of his life of his was, was really great. Actually, I thought a lot of the part where he has like a problem, yeah, didn't really seem that. I I get like true. I see. Him, you know what I mean? I know, like I not see, even I, like yeah, it I was do. bad, but I saw him dealing with the anxiety of being irrelevant. And reconciling that, like in the moments where he's talking to the kid about the book and he starts right. tearing up and he's like realizing like, I'm a pretty vapid human being, but there is something below the surface. And every time I talk about it, I think I'm going to cry because I'm emotionally like a wreck and I don't right. know what, like he's just kind of grappling with this thing. And I kind of liked those things when he's actually on set doing things, I I didn't care for those scenes at all yeah but the moment they rap and he gets in the car with brad and they're driving i'm on this movie all the time i think this is really fun it, there are weird things about it where 
Margot Robbie is really great and she's not asked to do a whole lot. And I think she's a bit misrepresented in that she felt to me like a MacGuffin really in the film. Like, well, yeah, she completely was. We know what happens to her and we know why she's in the film and it's both smart and a little weird the way it's handled, even with the difference in the end based on what really happened in real life. It doesn't change the fact that when I see her, I actually really liked what she was doing. She was really subtle. But she's like one of the few people in this memory that Tarantino has filmed as a love letter to this this idea that she just feels kind of like an object and never a person. Yeah. You know, and and it's kind of strange the way he does that. And she doesn't she doesn't really she doesn't ultimately get anywhere. Right. right? Like once you get to a certain point in the movie, we never see her again and we realize we never needed to see her in the first place. Right. She is like, and, and I think she's really good at it. And I think she plays chair and Tate. Yeah. Like really well, especially when we see the little clips of the actual movie and stuff. That's great. But she really seems like we could have just panned really slowly for like a minute across the Hollywood sign and it would have been the same thing. thing. Right. She's (laughs) that scene. That scene is also kind of strangely disposable to the story overall. Um, but when she goes to see the film that she's in, asks if, you know, she can get in because she, I guess, doesn't have 75 cents. <laughs> and they take pity on her and there's like a weird long walk of her walking through. And I'm like, all right, right just Quentin, come on. I can, you can cut two minutes here. Yeah. But when she sits down and she knows she's in the movie and she's trying to gauge the audience's reaction and she's reacting to them reacting to her. Not that I'm watching Margot Robbie play Sharon Tate watching Sharon Tate act like somebody else in a Sharon Tate. Like, that's so weirdly meta. That's not why I'm, like, enjoying it. I just thought she was really sweet. Yeah. And she's really talented and effective in delivering something that is memorable when she really is only on screen for, like, six or seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, you get all that. You put all that stuff in, all these weird moments. It's so weirdly uneven. It's the kind of film that even though it's two hours and 40 minutes and it feels like three hours and 40 minutes, I suspect I'll see it again and I suspect I'm going to like it more when I see it again, which I don't think you'll see it again and I don't know if you'll ever like it as much. No. I see all the problems. I see all the flaws. I still strangely had a hell of a fun time with it, even though it didn't come close to the expectations I have for a Tarantino film. Because usually they're much more solid than this. Even something as polarizing as the Hateful Eight, which people just thought is boring. They're in a room and they're all they're doing is talking to each other and cursing right. each other. Right, and you know that's the weird thing is that I was never bored during that movie right. ever. Right, like there's nothing boring, that's and that's thing. why it's such a weird thing. Because like I said, I have said this to people already, and I'm like, you know what? It was just the most boring movie ever. Yeah, and they're like. A Tarantino movie, right, right? Like even if you go see a Tarantino movie that you don't love, yeah. You kind of expect, well, you know, people are going to get shot and like right. action's going to happen once in a while yeah. and there's stuff going on. And at least I can, I'm kind of there and all right, this is kind of fun or whatever. Yeah. But boring is not, not the reaction not the that, that you at, expect, right? right? And in this movie, for me, I know there are a lot of things to like about the movie and a lot of people are going to go see it and they're going to, you know, like it. And obviously the ratings suggest that, uh, yeah, you're it's like doing it. well. For me, uh, this movie could could basically be, and there's like a lot of stuff going on in the movie where actually I could see this happening, right? But this could be like actually a 14-hour movie, right? And what we've seen (laughs) is like hour three through six. Yeah. I know what you're, I know where you're going with yeah. And that's not a movie. Right. Like you can't not have a story. I mean, you know, you call me crazy movie critic guy if you want. You mm-hmm. can't not have a story and be a movie and I'm gonna like right. give you a rating. Like I, that's I just totally not that. a movie. It's not happening. Yeah, I know. Quentin Tarantino rambling at a party right. about shit he likes about Hollywood in the seventies right. is not a movie. It's not a movie. Like there's just there is no story. And yeah. it would almost be better if it didn't kind of, you know, it kind of tricks you into thinking there's going to be a story. Yeah. Because stuff keeps happening. I keep seeing this girl. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad Pitt keeps seeing this girl. 
we keep trying to get into different movies and I got my guy in tow that is, you know, I'm trying to get something to happen with him right. or, you know, whatever the people move. Roman Polanski is next door yeah, and all the, you know, all this stuff like, and then this is going to go somewhere. Right? right. And then it doesn't. It, <laughs> it does. It not does go movie. somewhere, but it's not movie worthy to you know. But it doesn't though. There's it a, doesn't actually go anywhere. Like at the end of this movie, right? Yeah. The movie ends like because something happens, right? Right. But right. the thing that happens could have been like a meteor hit their house, right? <laughs> and it right. wouldn't be any different for how much there is a story. Like all the stuff that yeah. we watched before, I, I know what you mean. Okay. Only gets to the end. Because that's the next thing that happened. Yeah. But they're not actually connected in any way. Yeah. And and then, you know, like you said, you got like Sharon Tate. She's yeah. completely irrelevant being in the movie. Right. We got like his whole trip out to the crazy ranch. Yeah. The only extent to which that actually connects to the end of the story is that he can go, I know you. But right. that's not... Right, narrative right. structure. That's no, not a connection I think to it. it could happening. Definitely be woven tighter, you know. And I, I think that I think there's a there's there's a bunch of different reasons why I like the ranch part of the film. Part of it was there was a bit of subversion going on there when it is layered and displayed in such a way that makes you think, dude, don't go in that house. You, I know where you are, and I know the history of who you're around. You're not coming out of that house. And I just love, yeah, I love that, that it played with that. It, it's not, except that not I wasn't be, scared, right? I wasn't scared because either, but I was just like, I kind of know this is a guy that can beat Bruce Lee. So what do you got? Right. Like, like so I want to see it. We're already like going into the, we're going so, into that house going, there's a bunch of like 15 year old kids. <laughs> right. That Brad Pitt is just going to, I'm like. Destroy. So what, yeah. is this like really like weirdly <laughs> inglorious bastard alt history movie? Like I, yeah. he just levels them all right, right. now this and is what I'm no more problem? This <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Like, but I'm watching it and I'm like, there's all these signs pointing to your average film goer. And I'm watching the film, loving it, but I know we're doing the show on it. But I'm also being a little critical of it. But I'm also still having a blast like. Most people, I could hear them in the audience. They were like tensing up. Like, yeah, they're like, don't, don't, don't. don't." Because he's like, you know, his character is like, I'm just going to go check on him. It was, you know, it was like, like, amazing. It was a fun part. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was funny and weird. And I thought a weird choice for Quentin Tarantino because it doesn't seem like he, what he would do when we get to the part where that guy starts riding back at the end. Right. Because. Like he ain't strapped, right? What difference does it matter I mean, if he I, shows up? I can't wait for text to hurry up. <laughs> I, I like this. It's it's that fun seems too. like a weird thing to do. Yeah, as like a Tarantino I know. choice, right? I know. Like he's and then you know he's gone already or whatever, right? But he like shows up and it's like. You know, you could fit like three of him in Brad Pitt anyway. Right. right and right. it's not like he's really pulling cowboy where he's got a couple of six shooters <laughs> on his you, hip or if whatever. If you're like a kid and you're affected enough to be, you know, in a cult anyway, and this guy who's a buck 12, you know, is your hero. <laughs> right. Well, maybe, you know, he's going to get punched in the face a few times like the other guy, you know. I just, it, I love that scene from him going into the house, from him finding Bruce Stern, from him coming out, yeah, from him basically being like, all right, I'll see you. I'm getting in the car. And then like, all right, now you're fixing my tire. <laughs> right. And everything goes on. And I love how it was layered from something so small, which is when he's on the roof fixing the antenna and he's stripping off his shirt and everyone's getting their ooh, hot Brad Pitt moment, right? And you see all the scars and damage that he's taken as a stuntman. Right. Is really smart because you're like, okay, you're not invulnerable and you're aging and your story parallels. If I'm doing some of the work for you, fine. But your story's paralleling Leo's story in a way. Like you're aging out of a place that is moving past you quicker than you can stay in it and you don't know one of the life. Right. And his story, which is like, my life is basically being wed to you until you get wed to some other chick and now you're dumping me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but ah, shucks, I'll be fine. Right. You know, that's Brad Pitt. And I'm like, I love it. I want to watch that show. I thought that. But I still was, I wasn't worried about him, but I'm like, I was worried for the kids like you. I'm like, Brad's going to rip through right. this facility and, and then, I don't know who's yeah, going to show then, up. And then Tex is coming back and, Ooh, you know, and, and he's like, he's not bigger than the guy that he already matter. beat He already up. whooped, right? right? Yeah. And then I, and I just kept watching it and I'm going, this, 
this set up a weird sense of ominous like violence and it didn't happen and I kept thinking man I don't know how they get out of the end of this film when they do the alt history and right but I'm like maybe it's going to be subversive in a way but I'm in love with the dog I'm in right. love with I mean that dog I I mean I just want to watch that show forever, man. I right. it's so much just fun. Just Brad Pitt and his and dog. Just, he ages he ages out yeah. of being a stuntman and becomes a PI. This guy. <laughs> this guy, he's the new Magnum. You know, yeah. I just I had so much fun with what I enjoyed that it shouldn't supersede the stuff that was bothersome. Because in the hands of Quentin Tarantino specifically, kind of like in the hands of John Favreau, it shouldn't be a problem. Right. You're so good at what you do for the type of films that I love that you've done. I shouldn't have you these should be issues. able to do this. Yeah. But even in spite of the problems, I just I had a blast watching it, even yeah. though the rating is just above average. Because I feel like if I say a Tarantino film is six, that's like coming back and saying, you know, a Christopher Nolan's movie is like six. Like right. I feel like that's like me saying two. Right. Like that's horrible. But I still found a lot of fun stuff to have a blast with. And yeah. I'll be damned if every single thing, every single thing isn't Brad Pitt related. Yeah. You know, there, there was a lot of fun. But I totally see why anyone would give it low too. I, so I absolutely see it. There, there was fun to be had in the movie. And like I said, I really liked Brad Pitt and he's the only, he's the, he, he's, he's the greatest much reason. of the reason yeah. that it gets a rating that it does. Yeah. But at the same time, apart from all the other things that we, you know, really mention, and I said that it's boring. Yeah. But it is so long. It is long. And it, and it feels, feels long. longer than it is. Uh, there was, uh, uh, like, I started checking my watch when it goes in to this the, movie. When it cuts right? to six months later, I could, I heard you. Went, oh. <laughs> right. Because you know, I, I started checking my watch, and yeah. I'm like, I know about how long this movie must be. Yeah. And I started, like, checking the time going, what in God's name can still happen that right. this needs to be a half hour <laughs> left in it, right? I watched you. You were pulling up like IMDb and you're like, this is two hours and 45 minutes. I'm like, I know. And you're like, did it start super late? I'm like, dude, it's still going <laughs> yeah. on. You know, and you're like, oh. It was, uh, no, it was I horrible. But the one thing that I do want to say, and then we got to go. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I <laughs> definitely wanted to say with uh, Brad Pitt and DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought DiCaprio's character in a very general way was interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe that DiCaprio's character is the same person at all points in this movie. There are times in this movie where you you then go a little later and I'm like, I don't know if that feels like that's the yeah. same guy. Like we're try he I know. There's a lot of we're trying to talk about the end of an era through his character. Right. Whether we have created a character that does these things or acts this way necessarily at this exact point. Right. And so I didn't like that, right? Yeah. Brad Pitt, that character is that character. He, that's him. And everything that he does yeah. in the movie, that's exactly what he would do and mm -hmm. exactly how he would act. Like that character is so solid. Yeah. Uh, just in general in a movie of right. like any character. Like everything he does, and it's funny because in that one scene, right? Yeah, and he's he's like taking his time, and he's like walking up to the house, and he's looking around at everything, and you know, like you said, like people in the audience with us are like, oh, yeah, don't go in there, they're, they're, dude, 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 dude. We and, like you, and he's like, yeah. eh, he just walks in. Shocks. I'm like, yep, yeah, you know what? That's probably pretty dumb, but that's what that guy would do. That is what he would do. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. And that's I'm like, true. apart from everybody coming out of the other houses with guns or something uh, on the way out look i i thought another thing because you just made me think of it like because of the six month later thing and then suddenly kurt russell is narrating over right. everything like i'm like you know you had all the time in the world to do this and now you're like oh hey we we gotta wrap this right, up right we'll just talk let's about just it run over quick. everything and i'm like i don't that's such a weird decision too but anyway i yeah anyway uh I, it is what I, it is i, I, I mean it strangely I, is what it is and it's kind of I kind of can't recommend people see it because I, I really don't like it. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> it's a lot of it is kind of like fun to watch Brad Pitt do this and yeah. and DiCaprio do that. And that one scene I thought was fun. I thought one of the really funny things about the movie was the point at which, and I think you even see this in like one of the clips in the trailer things that they've had, where the little girl mm -hmm. whispers to DiCaprio, that's the best acting I've ever seen. Right. 
And I thought that was awesomely hilarious because it was horrible acting right. that he was doing. Right. <laughs> was well, like, and I remember the stuff in the 70s, like the best you've ever seen. That wouldn't even make a sitcom. Right. Like, and I'm not right. trying to be disrespectful, but it was a different time and a different style and things that looked And a great, different theory of what was good idea, acting. Right. right. And the fact that he was over the top, ridiculous, cheesy right. was like good acting. That was good because acting. Because that's what we wanted and him to all do. all the things like watching how Tarantino, if he could travel back in time, film a western tv show when right. really if you ever watch them there's two angles right. i'm over your shoulder you're over mine like it was like this thing it it's kind of funny to have her say that and to have him be so affected because she's being genuine right like she's right. it's not sarcastic well, she's yeah not, and it was it was cool because the way that they put stuff together yeah. and you had like the goofy director going yes i want like punk oh, right, rock yeah. hamlet on acid or you know whatever right. he's telling him and all this right. stuff but you know they this was a movie, right? But yeah. it, if they were shooting like his original, you know, TV series, right? right. Like you shoot like an episode a day. Like yeah. you're like, <laughs> right. like it's it's so fast. Clearly a whole other yeah. world and everything. But yeah. you know, you only have like fifty total lines for yeah. the week, right. and that's like three episodes. <laughs> right. And then you just walk I that got, way. I got to tell you, just as we're ending, I was more cringing when I see him on the float in his pool with a radio. On, yeah, his, right, on his float. Right. I'm like, like what are you doing? Die. <laughs> like, I was more afraid of that than I was watching Brad Pitt go into like the lion's den. You know, I was like, oh my God, well, what year do you live in? <laughs> they must have known this in the 70s. So oh, anyway. like the and 4D just, so batteries are going to kill so, you. There's so many fun things. No, there isn't. I, I thought it was plugged in. Like, I didn't think oh, it was right. a battery thing. I thought it was plugged in. So many things like the way that Leo's character is like constantly screaming about hippies. Right. You know, and he yells at one guy, he yells at Tex at one point and calls him like Dennis Hopper. Like that's the biggest insult. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so weirdly amusing to me. Right. Like uh, anyway. Anyway. All right. Uh, so stay so away from that. this one. No, no, check it out. Go, go see it, but go see it with a tent. You're going to, you're going to yeah, be there. You got to You got to go see, you got to yeah. know what's it's going so on. It's so worth just and seeing Brad Pitt It really stuff. is. It's funny how He's long so this movie is. Like you really have to yeah. plan, right? Yeah. When it starts, it's not actually going to start for like 10 minutes after that time. <laughs> really? It doesn't. And then add three hours. I thought like, the worst you have beginning, something to do. I thought really one of the worst, like I was worried about it in the hateful eight when it's really six minutes of the wagon coming right. up the landscape and it, it's not sped up and right. i'm like what am i doing why didn't i fast forward through any of that you know it's kind of like that so all right uh i'm not actually sure what's going on next week but maybe um hobbs and shaw dead don't die maybe the dead don't die but yeah maybe the, we can the big see the, the big, big thing. thing is uh, maybe we hobbs can see shaw, the dead don't which die. which i'm really scared I'll, of. i'll be but. bummed if that leaves before we get a chance but yeah. but uh thanks for tuning in yeah. and uh, we'll see you next <laughs> all week. right bye bye Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.